Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor. It's an honor and a privilege for me and my family and my wife to be with you. Thank you, Pastor Caleb, for allowing us to come this morning and preach the word of the Lord. I would have her stand, but she told me just a few minutes ago, she said, don't have me stand here. So I'm not going to have her stand. I ain't going to try to put no spotlight on her, all right? But it is good to have my wife and my family with me today. I'm going to get right to work this morning. If you got your Bible and you would, turn with me to 2 Chronicles 20, 14 through 25. 14 through 25. And if you would just stand on your feet for the reading of God's Word. Didn't the worship team do an amazing job? I'm telling you. Under the direction of Pastor Josh, I'm telling you. Just amazing. Incredible worship. Gives it their all. And the Bible says, And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Madaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all Judah. Somebody say, Listen. And inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord. Do not be afraid. Somebody say, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed at the great horde, for the battle is not yours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured you might get that. The battle does not belong to you. You've been trying to fight something that don't belong to you. It belongs to the Lord because if He is in you and you are in Him, then the battle is His. He said, the battle's not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow, and I want you to pay attention to 16 and 17 and verse 22. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Zeus. You will find them at the end of the valley, east of the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in the battle, but you need to be there. Huh? I said you got to be in church you got to be in the house of the Lord you got to go to your prayer closet I said you got to go to your praise closet you got to be there you might not have to do no fighting but you got to be there oh yeah stand firm it says and I want you to notice this word hold your position somebody say position and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid, do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them and the Lord will be with you. Have I got anybody in here that the Lord has been with this whole time? Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord and the Levites 
of the Kohathites and the Korites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. And they rose early in the morning and went down into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord. Do I got any believers in here? Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe as prophets and you will succeed. And we had, when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing. Oh, if I got any singers in here today. Ah, uh, he said, Pastor Mike, I don't sing. I bet if I went to your house and you got in the shower, you would sing. And he appointed those who were singers to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushments against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah. Has the enemy come against anybody in this house? Huh? So that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. When Judah came to the watchtower of the wilderness, they looked toward the horde. And behold, there were dead bodies lying on the ground. None, somebody say none, none had escaped when, Jeho when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take their spoil. They found among them in great numbers goods, clothing, and precious things until they could carry no more. Does anybody need a pressed down, shaken together, running over, can't carry it by yourself blessing? I said, do you need that kind of blessing in this house? If you don't need it, just point toward me and say, give it all to him in the name of Jesus. They were three days in taking the spoil. It was so much. Put your hands toward me if you would. God, I ask you to hide me behind the cross today. Let every word that comes from my mouth be straight from you. And God, I ask you to open the people's hearts and minds. Let them receive this word and let them be able to use it in days and weeks and months and years to come. And God, we give you thanks in this house today. And everybody said, you may be seated. Look at your neighbor real quickly and just point to them and say there's power in your praise. No, 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 you got to look at them like you mean it. You got to look at them and say, hey, baby, you got to listen to me just a second. There's power in your praise. I want to lay a little foundation before I get started. In the first part of chapter 20 of 2 Chronicles, we find that a great multitude is coming against Judah and Syria. Fear. Somebody say fear. When something comes on you that's bigger than you, do you fear? Does it strike a little bit of fear in you? Fear has now came over King Jehoshaphat, and he set himself to pray and seek the Lord, and he called on the people to get serious. I believe that the church as a whole needs to get real serious. You hear me? If we, as the people of God, 
will get serious with God and band together, we'll see things turn around. Yeah, I said we'll see things turn around. Somebody say we serve a turnaround God. Has God ever turned it around for you? I said, has he turned it around and around and around and around? He turned it around so quick, it made you drunk. You tried to work it out, but the minute you turned it over to God, he turned it around so quick, your head was spinning. Oh, that's the God that we serve. See, fear has come upon King Jehoshaphat. And he calls the people. He said, get serious with God by going without food. Y'all, I heard y'all. Saw y'all. Fasting is what we call it for a designated time. By separating themselves from the daily routine of food and eating, they devoted that extra time to consider their sin and praying to God for help. Hunger pangs would reinforce their repentance and remind them of their weakness and their dependence on God. Are you completely dependent on God today? I just come to ask you a question. Or have you given it to him, but he isn't doing it quick enough, and you've taken it back? I said, are you dependent on God? Are you fully trusting him today? Or you give it to him, and you take it back. You give it to him, and you take it back. It's time to just give it to him. And watch this. This is a universal sign of surrender known all over the world. It means I can't, I can't do anything. I'm helpless with my hands in the air. But when I got my hands in the air and I'm worshiping the King of Kings and praising Him, I know that He's got it. Somebody say He's got it. Jehoshaphat's prayer has several essential Number one, he committed himself to God. Somebody say you got to be committed. I said you can't be in and out, right? You got to be committed to God. Number two, he sought God's favor. Number three, he acknowledges he acknowledged God's sovereignty over the current situation. Number four, he praised God and took comfort in the promises of God. And number five. He professed complete dependence on God. Complete dependence on the Lord. See, Jehoshaphat knew that God was a God of more than enough. Do you know him as a gift by God? Or do you know him as a God of more than enough? Has he ever been a God of more than enough for you? I, I just come by to tell you that he's more than enough. And Jehoshaphat knew that. He knew God was able to deliver Judah from the hands of the enemy. If God can do it then, he'll do it now. Somebody say, he's going to do it for me. He's going to do it for me. Does anybody know him as your deliverer? Has God ever delivered anyone in this room from something they couldn't deliver theirself from? Has he? I can't get no help in here today. I said, I can't get no help. Has God ever delivered you from something that you couldn't deliver yourself from? 
See, that was an opportunity for you to jump up on your feet and say, Pastor Mike, yeah, he delivered me. I tried and I tried and I tried, but I couldn't do it and nobody could do it for me. He is my deliverer. Oh, yeah. Does anybody, listen, listen, does anybody know him as Jehovah this morning? Has he ever been your El Shaddai God Almighty? Has he been Jehovah Jireh to anybody in this room? Has he provided for you when you didn't know where it was going to come from? You were just in your prayer closet praying, God, we need this. I don't know how it's going to come, but I know that you are going to bring it somehow. Has he ever been Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of peace? Have you ever been in such turmoil? Have you ever felt like you was in the middle of the ocean and it was just rocking your boat? And he showed up and spoke peace, be still in your life. And you was able to lay down and sleep like you hadn't slept in a long time. Yeah, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Somebody in this room this morning, you need some peace. You need God. You need Jehovah. Shalom. Jehovah, has he been your Jehovah Rapha, your healer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, has he ever healed you? I said, has he ever brought you through? Has he ever been Jehovah Shammah? The Lord is there. When everybody else had walked out on you and you were all alone standing there by yourself, has God ever been right there with you? He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you until the very end. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what I did for them, I'll do it for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm having a hard time boxed in. Has he ever made a way where there seemed to be no way? With Pharaoh behind them and the Red Sea in front of them, when the children of Israel got up, there they was nowhere to go, Brother Jason. They wasn't nowhere to go. Have you ever been in that place? You didn't know where to go, to the right, to the left. You didn't know what to do. But he said, just take what's in your hand, Moses. Oh, yeah, somebody say, I got it right here in my hands. Oh, yeah, I got it right here in my hands. I got it right here in my hands. I'm going to stretch these things as high as I can. I'm going to open my mouth, and I'm going to let out a praise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might as well do it in this service. I got to praise. I got to praise, and I got to get it out. I've got to praise. I got to. You just got to get you a song in the face of the enemy, and you got to declare, hey, yeah, I know who I am in Christ. Just get you a song. And then you might want to add this to it. I got to praise. See, what really makes the enemy mad when you start dancing and then you start, huh? Start praising, right? The Bible records that all of Judah with their wives and children stood before the Lord. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel. And he said, listen, all of you, Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord. When the word of the Lord says, thus saith the Lord, pay attention. Huh? Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. And somebody needs to hear this. Don't you worry. 
Don't you worry. That's what he was saying. The battle is not yours. It belongs to God. Some of you have been struggling this morning. You've been fighting a battle that's too big for you. And you're tired. And you're weary. And it seems like you're wore out. Is there anybody in here? Have I got a witness? Huh? That the struggle has been real here lately. You, you just got to get real with the Lord. The struggle's real, Jesus. You know, Lord, that the struggle has been real. Somebody in this room this morning needs God to show up. Oh, yeah. Is there anybody besides me in here that will say, Lord, I need something from you today? Is there anybody else besides me? That would say, Lord, I need something from you today. I need something only you can give. I need you, Jesus, to show up and show out. I got good news for you today. The battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. But in verse 16 and 17, you remember I told you to pay close attention. In verse 16, he tells Judah, he says, Go down against the enemy tomorrow. And immediately in verse 17, he says, you will not need to fight in the battle. The next word, I want you to listen. Position yourselves. Position yourselves. Stand still. And don't be afraid, for the Lord is with you. When you look at this word position, position means a place where someone or something is located. Our position as a believer is to trust in the almighty God. To praise him and to worship him in the midst of it all. Can I get any help in here? You got to praise him in the midst of it all. See, the enemy will oftentimes try to move us out of that position. Won't he? Is anybody in here? Has he tried to push you out of trusting the Lord? Huh? Oh, yeah. How does he do that? He causes us to trust in our own abilities and to doubt God. He comes through the doors of fear, worry, and anxiety. And the biggest thing, he comes in doubt. The biggest problem that believers have today is they get in too big of a hurry. Huh? I'm preaching to me. If I ain't preaching to you. Because I get in a hurry. Do you? I want God to do it and do it now. I know how you are. You put in a three minute hot pocket. And you're standing there watching the microwave. That hit home didn't it? Uh, if you've ever done that just raise your hand. And all of you who didn't. Lord forgive them. In Psalms 91 and 1 and 2 it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He's my fortress, He's my God, and in Him I will trust. Say it with me, I will trust. See, your praise changes your position. Yeah, Y'all got to listen to me today now. I... I uh, the Lord give me this word for this house I believe. Your praise changes your position. 
Your praise puts your trust in Him and not in yourself. When you position yourself in praise, praise will supernaturally change your position. When you begin to praise, it changes your position. And now instead of you fighting, God is fighting for you. How many in this room need God to fight for you? You just need God to step on the scene. Praise takes you from trying to do it yourself into his presence and letting him do it. I said praise takes you from you trying to do it to saying, Lord, and this is going to hit home to some of you. I've tried to do it over and over. It hits home to me. I've tried to do it. Now, Lord, I know that you can. And I put my hope and my trust in you and you alone in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. The scripture says, Therefore, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea. Now listen. And does not doubt in his heart, those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever things that he saith in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. I want to point something out to you in that passage. He says, say it three times and believe it once. You said, Pastor Mike, what does that mean? You got to say it until you see it. You got to say it in faith. You got to say it, don't you? That's what the Bible says. Three times he said, say it. You got to put your hope and your trust in the Lord. You got to believe whatever it is that you're praying for. Believe that you've received it and it will be yours. That's what, that's his word. That's not my word. That's his word. When you understand your position in the spiritual realm, then you understand who you are in Christ. Instead of believing the lies of the enemy, we must believe what the Word of God says about me and you. Does anybody know what the Word of the Lord says about you? Let me give you a, a few things that it says about you. You're more than a conqueror. See, you don't just conquer, you go in and take the spoils. That's what they did. Isn't that right? You take back what the enemy has taken. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah, you got to, I remember that song. Take back what he stole from me. Oh, it's old, yeah, it's old. I went to the enemy's camp, right? You take back what he stole from you. Has he ever taken anything from anybody in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are more than a conqueror. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We are the head and we're not the tail. We're above and we're not beneath. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come. I'm blessed when I go. Everywhere that I go, I am blessed. I'm not only blessed, but when I praise and I seek the Lord, then those around me will get blessed. Have you ever just walked into this church on a Sunday morning with your head down and then somebody next to you, they begin to sing. 
and you're like, oh, hey, something's wrong with them. And then after a while, you find yourself, huh? And then before you know it, see, praise is contagious. Somebody said, I'm just waiting on somebody else. No, they're waiting on you. What if I told you today that they, they might be just waiting on you? But praise would change your position. Praise will change how you see a situation and a circumstance. Praise when you get it wrapped up in God. How many of you have ever been worried and, and, and anxiety has filled you and then you get into your prayer closet, you begin to pray, and then it turns into worship, and it feels like a load has been lifted. See, that's what praise does. But the enemy, if he can, he'll keep us from praising. And how does he do that? He'll keep you so busy. Oh, he'll keep you busy. He'll keep you going from here to there to everywhere. And you ain't got no time to spend with the Lord. I just come to tell somebody this morning that if you're praising and you'll give it to him, then he'll lift the load off of you. That's what he said. That's what his word says. In Isaiah 54 and 17, it says this. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. In every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness, and they are of me, saith God. No weapon, look at your neighbor and say, no weapon formed against me will prosper. We are victorious. How are we victorious? 1 John 5, 4 through 5 says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now. Somebody say right now. Now. Right now. The right now kind of faith. Now faith. Now faith. Now faith. A now kind of faith. Right now. When is now? Well, we said it just a few seconds ago. When was now? What are you trying to say, Pastor Mark? You got to keep your faith. It's got to be in the now. It's got to be in the present. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen, Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is. Now, faith is. We may not fight an enemy army, but every day we battle with temptation, with pressure, and rulers of the unseen world. In Ephesians 6 and 12, it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over, his, over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. I've just come by here this morning to remind somebody that your praise has power. I just come to remind you that your praise has power. Your praise, when you lift up the name of Jesus, when you just get you a praise, it's powerful and it defeats the enemy. In 2 Chronicles 20 and 22, and when they begin, you remember to be telling you, pay attention to this verse. And when they begin, began to sing the praise, of the Lord 
the Lord set ambushments against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped to destroy one another. See, it's one thing to praise him when everything's going good. But it's another thing to praise him when you're in the midst of the struggle. Uh, have I got anybody in here that'll say, Pastor Mike, yeah, yes, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know what you mean. See, you, you think that you got to be at home in your room to praise him. No, 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 no. You can be right in your car. You can be in a log truck. You can be wherever it might be. And when you come to the stop, I, I got to praise Lord, I praise you, God. I honor you. I give you glory. I give you thanksgiving because I know that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I know that you have me. I know you got me, Lord. See, you can praise him anywhere. You can praise him between the peas and the carrots at Walmart. See, I was in my room and little Addie right here on the front row She's two years old. When I start praying, I pray kind of like I do. And she comes in when I start praying and she's knocking on the door. Or she's either opening the door and she wants to come in. And when she comes in, she'll stand and look at me. And I'll pick her up. I'll either set her on the bed. And I'll, be, I'll continue to pray. And I'll say, Addie, do you agree with Daddy? And I'll pray. And I'll say, Addie, do you agree with Daddy? See, the thing about it is, is that's pure faith. Pure faith. They believe. She's a prayer warrior. She's my prayer partner. Me and her pray and we seek the Lord. The other day she came in the room where I was praying. And the, I had my hands lifted and I was just praying. And then I turned it into praise. And the Lord spoke to me. I live uh, out in a neighborhood where everything's kind of close and the Lord spoke to me he said if you believe what my word says then go out on the porch and praise me I said Lord I ain't doing that <laughs> y'all know what I'm talking about because y'all said that when, you, before, when the worship was going y'all said I ain't going up there y'all hear me I ain't going but the Lord said go out on your porch and praise me if you believe I said, I'm not doing that. And the third time, I said, Lord, I am doing that. I went out on my porch. I lifted my hands in the air, and I began to praise the Lord. I believe God wants to get us out of our box. I believe God wants us to lift up his name wherever we go. No matter where it is, I believe if we will praise him, God will, will he will He will send what we need. He will give us a breakthrough, the healing, whatever it is, if we'll lift up the name of Jesus. See, Judah's praise confused the enemy. What does praise do? It confuses the enemy. He can't figure out why you're praising if you're in the midst of the struggle. How are they praising in the midst of the struggle? The Bible says that the enemy turned on themselves and destroyed one another. I believe somebody needs to drown out the voice of the enemy in your ear telling you, listen to me today, telling you 
it's not going to work out. It's not going to get any better. There's no hope. It can't be fixed. The healing's not going to come. It can't be put back together. The addiction won't be broken. The promotion is not going to come. You need to position yourself in praise and say, I know that it's going to work out because the Word says it will. I know that it's going to get better. There is hope. If there's breath in my body, there is still hope. It's going to be fixed. Healing is going to come. God is going to put it back together. The addiction is going to be broken. And I know that I've got that promotion in the name of Jesus. There's power in your praise. Look at your neighbor and say there's power in your praise. David said in Psalms 34 and 1, I will bless the Lord. Come on now. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth. I've come to a place in my life, I don't care what nobody thinks about me. I'm going to praise him. In my worst, God's been good. Oh, yeah. I said, in my worst, God's been good. At my lowest point, he has been faithful. When I didn't know what to do, he was there. When I wanted to give up, he was my encourager. When I needed help, he helped me. Oh, yeah, yeah, he helped me. Judah's praise turned defeat into victory. The Bible says when they went to take the spoil, it was so much that they could not carry it all. Look at your neighbor and say, there's power in your praise. There's power. I came with this word for you today. I came to remind you because the enemy has told some of you that there's no use in praising. But there's power in your praise. See, we serve the great fixer. Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall, didn't he? He had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put him back together again. Right? That's just simple, right? Y'all all heard that. But the Lord spoke to me and he said, I know where every shattered piece is. I know where every little tiny piece is. And if I know where every piece is, and I created it, and I created you, I know where it goes. And if I know where it goes, if you'll praise me, I'll put it back together. And then he said this to me. He said, I'll restore. I said, yeah. He said, yeah. Restore means to bring back better than the original state. So when he gets through fixing us, you won't even be able to tell that there was a crack. You said, Pastor Mike, I know you've preached on praise. And I know you've preached on trusting him. Have you ever had anything in your life where you 
had to praise your way through. Have you ever had a situation that you couldn't fix it? I have. Little Addie sitting here on the front row this morning. At 20 weeks, I got a little time. I can tell you the story in this service. At 20 weeks, we went into a regular doctor's appointment. Rebecca and I, I sat down over in the corner, and Rebecca laid on the table for a sonogram. And I noticed, Brother Dwayne, that the lady wasn't saying anything. She usually is real talkative when we went in there. I noticed she wasn't saying anything. So, a few moments I asked her, I said, is there anything wrong? She said, I'm not supposed to tell you, but yes, looks like she's got club feet. And it looks like maybe some other things come along with that, right? Went to the doctor and the doctor confirmed it. They sent us to the specialist. Every time we would go, the specialist confirmed it. Every time we would go and they would do a sonogram, on that sonogram was club feet. Am I right? There wasn't nothing I could do. But there was. In the natural, we couldn't do anything. Our hands was tied in the natural. But in the spiritual realm, There was something I could do. I'm not going to tell you it was easy. Because it wasn't easy. Can I just be honest with you? I praised him with a knot in my stomach. It came time to, for her to be delivered. We get to the hospital. They prep Rebecca. Take her back into the OR. And I'm sitting in front of Rebecca's head. And Rebecca has to have a C-section. Had to have a C-section. When the doctor cut her open, there was club feet on the screen. No, no, y'all don't. When he cut her open... And he pulled her out. His eyes got kind of big. And he handed her, he held her up and he said, there's nothing wrong with her feet. There's nothing wrong with her feet. See, see, I serve a God that can change it in an instant. I don't know what you need this morning, but the Lord said, trust me, praise me. In the midst of your struggle, praise me. And watch what I do. Just praise me. Just praise me. We took little Addie to the pediatric orthopedic about three weeks ago. I'm going to go ahead and add this part in there because I feel like it's, it's valuable. She would walk on her tiptoes. And her little foot started to turn in a little bit. Remember, God healed her. 
See, the enemy will try to bring something back on you, but you can say, no, 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 no. So you got to get, you, you got to learn. No, 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 no. You got to get faster. No, 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 no. You ain't bringing that. You ain't bringing that back on you. So we took her to the, orth, the pediatric orthopedic. And they came in the room and they said, we need to measure her bones and look at all of that stuff. They took her back, done everything that they needed to do. Me and Rebecca, we've been praising again. Lord, we know that you hear. God, we know that you know. Lord, we know. The doctor comes in the room, gets on his stool, rolls over to her. Me and Rebecca's waiting for him to tell us what he saw. He just starts playing with Addie. Rebecca's about to bust to find out what the everything showed. So he asked, she asked, what, what did it show? He said, there's nothing wrong. He said, everything's perfect. Everything looks just like it's supposed to. Oh, I, I, now you understand why I brought this sermon to you. That in the midst of everything, we got to praise him. We just got to lift up a praise. I'm telling you, you just got to give him something. I'm just going to go here. You got to give him a crazy praise. When everybody looks at you, they say, they have gone crazy. That's a crazy praise. Now, this ain't no crazy praise. We hope that you were encouraged by today's message. If you were, please feel free to share on social media, subscribe, or leave us a review. We can't wait for you to join us here again.